Hey everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Welcome back to our podcast. Today I have with me my co-host JC. Hey JC, how you doing? Hey Wendy, doing good. A little cold, good. but doing okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's what happens when you live in a cold state. Oh, uh, I know. Myself, <laughs> I live in Florida and our guest today lives in Texas. So uh, we feel for you and I know you have zero empathy for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just down in the uh, in the Texas region this past spring visiting my daughter. And, you know, from from Waco to I don't know, Round Rock with the largest donut in the world to these crazy boots in San Antonio. We saw it all. It was unbelievable. I think we accidentally even went into the wrong entrance of the Alamo and got in for free. That's a story for another time, though, you know, but <laughs> I envy Texas. I'm not going to lie. Awesome. Hey, Melissa, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Enjoying the sunshine and beautiful San Antonio. Awesome. I was just there recently myself and I too loved it. Everyone, we want to welcome today our guest who is an experienced COO and an executive coach and the founder of Luminology, Melissa Simmons. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, tell us how the heck you got where you are because your website, I just love it. I love your philosophy. It says we're the bringers of light. And I'm like, whoo, we could all use some light after this past couple of crazy years. And I love that you talk about your core, the core of your philosophy is curiosity. Talk to me about this. How did you end up where you're at right now? Well, to, to understand where I ended up is important to know where I started. I began my career after college as an officer in the United States Marine Corps. And that's important to know because it really shaped my philosophy, my thinking about leadership and how I view the world. And the Marine Corps, especially on the officer side, gives a very strong foundation in leadership. One of the things that we learn are leadership traits and principles. And I've taken one of the leadership principles that, which is know yourself and seek self-improvement. And I use that really as the cornerstone of some of my programs. So we do some work in the coaching. A lot of it is knowing yourself. Where are you? It's important to know where you are now. And then we can seek self-improvement from there. And as you mentioned, curiosity is a very important component of that. It's something that I practice regularly myself and I share with my clients. Even if we're trying to change a behavior or do something different, I encourage people to say, hey, let's try an experiment. Let's just see what would happen if you reacted differently or if you tried to do something differently. And going into it with that openness, I find that it's much better results instead of trying to force a change or to just beat your head against the wall. So those are kind of the foundations of my my philosophy and my approach. I love it. I love it. And thank you for serving. We have two veterans here with us. JC is also a veteran. So thank you both. I feel very honored to be, to be here with you. Wonderful. Thank you for your support. Absolutely. JC, you have any statistics on, on coaching? Yeah, I, I do. You do. Uh, first up, uh, hoorah, ma'am. That's all I got to <laughs> say, you know. So coaching, 80% of coaching clients say that coaching has improved their self-esteem or confidence. 73% of coaching clients say that coaching helps them improve their relationships, communication skills, interpersonal skills, work performance, work-life balance, and overall wellness. So when we think of introspective coaching, there's a few fine points to consider there. Melissa, what do you yeah. think about that? 
Yeah, I think that's those statistics are impressive because my experience is that coaching can be very effective. And I had an interesting experience with one of my clients this past year where he was surprised that we kind of started working on something related to his job. And we ended up talking about all aspects of his life. So we started working kind of in one narrow area and he started seeing things that he could bring to coaching and other areas of his life. And he was noticing the positive impacts permeate not only his professional life, but his whole life. And I think that's an important thing is to realize how the way you show up at work is often a, a the reflection of how you show up in other areas of your life. We're, we're whole people. And so coaching can help not only with one specific thing, but with the, with the whole person. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to talk a little bit because I know you also have an executive leadership program. And I just wanted to, you know, quickly say my feelings on the term leadership. And again, I know my viewers and my listeners have heard this before is leadership is a function, not a role, right? <laughs> and so please, please, for anybody who is putting leadership as an org chart title, please stop that because you're a lot of your employees are just laughing at you. Um, <laughs> and we don't want that. We want them to laugh just with you, not at you. Yeah. So talk to us about your executive le leadership program and how it helps people be leaders regardless of their role. Well, I like what you brought up is that it is, it's not just a title. Leadership is even somebody who has no, nobody that reports to you, or even if you're a solopreneur, leadership is an important component of how you show up in the world. And so what I do with my coaching clients and I title things executive coaching, leadership coaching, but there's so much overlap. It's it's not like there's a hard line between any of these things. And leadership is really thinking about how do you show up? Are you in alignment with your values? Are you being consistent? Do you do what you say you're going to do? This is with regards to other people and even agreements you make with yourself. And we can look at all areas of your life to start examining this, not just waiting until you get that title at work. And if you wait until you get that title at work, it's it's going to be more difficult. There's right. room for for leadership development from even with kids you can start doing this. But I can we can hit that leadership angle from from many different avenues. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. I when I was younger, I signed up for every leadership thing I could, even though I was dirt poor, but there's so many free things, including reading. And, you know, my biggest vice is uh, the fact that I go so fast that I need to slow down and listen, 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 and don't react yet. <laughs> and so that was something that took me a very long time to figure out. And I'll be honest with you, I, I screw up all the time. <laughs> I think that's part of how we grow is to admit that we made mistakes, right? Absolutely. Go ahead, JC. On the leadership tip, though, you got to admit, it's elusive. And it's really challenging to define, to quantify, or even encapsulate. Its essence is kind of shaped by a lot of different elements at the end of the day, among which are innate capabilities to guide and influence people. Confidence rooted in expertise, proactive uh, initiatives and unwavering loyalty at the end of the day. Uh, if you have that genuine pride and a profound sense of accountability, you might be on target towards some good leadership values and traits. That's just me. I don't know. I want to put that out into the air and into the ether for thoughts. I think you're right, JC. And it's elusive and it's also not that complicated. I think right. a lot of people tend to overcomplicate it. 
And at the end of the day, it's really not that difficult. We can actually talk about some of these things. Like I already mentioned, accountability, being having integrity, being who you say you are, and examining what are your innate strengths and capabilities and how can you work with your strengths instead of trying to be somebody that you're not. Right. And, and I, I interesting know. with that, though, too, if you don't mind, when we're thinking about those strengths and taking that and turning that into a forward thinking mindset within an organization, whether you're a senior executive or someone on the floor, you could be a leader in any position that you're in. But how much time do you actually think about strategy? How much time do you actually plan what you're going to be doing with those next steps? You know, 86% of executive teams spend less than one hour a month discussing strategy, believe it or not. That is nice. shocking and disappointing and on some level, not very surprising. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's yes. because they got put into roles and got the leadership title slapped on them, but they didn't really earn it. It was just like, oh, now that you're in this role, here's this title. And by the way, you're a leader. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's not the reason you were there. You got promoted because you got the most sales or you worked the mo most amount of hours or whatever it might be. You got voted in. You know what I mean? So for our folks that are listening today, you know, I want to make sure that um, you, you we give them some takeaways. And I want to go back to what we first started talking about, about the concept of curiosity. You know, what one or two pieces of advice can you give to our listeners in addition to contacting you and, and uh, you know, participating in your programs that they can learn or start doing today that's going to maybe help them become more curious about themselves and others? Well, I think it's starting to notice how you show up. So we can use the example that you said, Wendy, is that you've noticed about yourself that you want to just go, go, go and start talking. And you've you this is something that you've learned about yourself just by noticing that it can be helpful if you pause and listen. And everyone who's listening right now has something that they can just pay a little bit more attention to in their own behavior. Are you rushing to judgment on things? Are you are you withholding your opinion when really you have an opportunity to speak up? Start noticing these patterns and behaviors in yourself and just start asking yourself the questions about what would happen if I tried to do something different? What would happen if I did things a different way? And going into it with that curiosity instead of a self-judgment attached to it. I think that's an, that's an easy way to start. I love it. I absolutely love it. Melissa, if people are interested in learning more about the concept of curiosity, about coaching, about executive leadership programs, what is the best way that they can contact you? On every page on my website, I have a contact us button. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure it was easy to find. You can go to luminology.co and you can reach out and contact. I offer a free 30 minute intro call to anyone who's curious about coaching and just wants to see if it's a right fit. And then coming soon this year, I'll be putting together a group coaching because oh, I awesome. recognize that individual one-on-one -on -one coaching isn't the right fit for everybody, mm -hmm. or it might be out of reach financially. So offering something that's a little bit more accessible, that's coming soon. Oh, that's awesome. And then they can kind of develop, you know, friendships and maybe help each other as well, and then kind of spread the wealth along. That, that is so great. And then you're also on LinkedIn as well. So that's how I found you, I believe. Um, any last piece of advice before we wrap up? Get curious. I think that's our kind of our theme. And it's it's a way to start. And as Wendy mentioned earlier, there are tons of resources out there, podcasts, books, go learn and be curious about yourself. Yeah. And take sit back and, and 
you know, take notes, maybe that's for me. When I see things in black and white, I go, oh, that's real. So our list, our guest today said, act like a two year old and keep asking why, 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 why? <laughs> she didn't really say that. I put those words in her mouth. But JC has something that he wants to yeah, say. Yeah, no, I, I am curious about one thing. Just one thing real quick, Melissa. Uh, where where did you go to university or, or college, if I may? I did my undergrad at the University of Michigan. So I'm, I'm no stranger to cold weather. And then I got my MBA at the Naval Postgraduate School. And I have a master's in leadership and change from St. Edwards University here in Texas. That's amazing. Yeah. And being in Texas, too, I'm shocked you didn't drive all the way down to Houston for that Michigan game yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what a football game. <laughs> I don't know if you're into the foosball, though. I used to be. I'm I'm separated from it at this point. But <laughs> interesting fact, I was at U of M the same time as Tom Brady, though. I don't think our paths crossed at any point. Well, he missed that out. That is awesome. <laughs> he missed well, out. Thank you, thank you so much for coming today. JC and I hope this information has been helpful. Thanks for joining us and take care. Thank you. Oh.